You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 266th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt Allen in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is Spencer in Boston, uh, bringing it to you live. Let me start over. This is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts, bringing, bringing the noise from the Northeast. Uh, All right. Nice. Maybe. Yeah, we can work on it. Guys, great podcast last week. Thanks for filling in the massive void of my absence no with cyclocross talk. Lots of last minute things came up. Apologies on that. You guys did a great job. I only yelled at the um, the podcast machine a couple times when I was hearing it, but uh, <laughs> seems like uh, since since Daddy Tim was gone, you guys went off the rails and got really in depth. And I listened to a conversation about whether a reflector on a rear wheel of a bicycle was OEM or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did talk about that, didn't we? I bet it was. That might have happened. Yeah. yeah, so with that, I just want to say that we're going to have a full slate of topics. Oh. We're going to talk Volta. Mm. We've got to talk Canadian mm. races. We've got to talk World's mm. Preview. We have to definitely talk about the giant cyclocross party that we're going to be having in Madison mm. next week at the um, Trek World Cup. Yeah, since... Equal pay prize money since cross well is uh, officially here now since we let that cat out of the bag last week yeah. yep cross is definitely here and <clears throat> we can't wait to see everybody there so we're gonna talk about that after the jump that will include some other uh you know heat check-esque uh topics that we'll be discussing and i uh, can't wait to have it so guys let's get to it let's let's get oh, right to so it so much cycle cross to talk about it was such a big week so much it was so let's get to road um and with that <laughs> the vuelta is over after a long and boring oh three weeks, gosh. <laughs> Tim, we we have our new Slovenian overlords, Primos Roglic, at the tippity top of the podium mm. in red in Madrid, followed by the one and the only, the greatest of all time, Alejandro Valverde. Accidentally in second. Ac- no, by skill. Oh, by skill for by sure, but everything. Yeah, yeah, maybe not the initial intent. And then. And then a, what was that? Like a Slovenian sandwich mm-hmm. with Tajik Pojakar in fourth, uh, third place with Quintana in yeah. fourth, Miguel Lo- Angel Lopez in fifth, and the wonderful 16th place going to one of the brothers, Ian Izagir of Astana, only 42 minutes down. <laughs> the, those Gentlemen, guys got big real quick after Micah. They did. The last, the last week to me, did not live up to the expectations what? that the second uh, week well, provided. Like, no, it was good. No, like, it was good. The second week was the best the part did of this. Did you not watch the, 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 pe- the... Well, I did have a stroke at one time, little guy. Okay. Little guy, I did okay. have a stroke. Like, it is a little did, too soon. It has I, been a year did, and a half. Did but, you, you know. not watch the penultimate stage where, where Pojakar, like, put in a huge, massive, like, 30, 40K yeah. solo or something to, like, leapfrog no, a bunch of cool. people and get on the podium but and it, win his third stage where a guy who's 20 and never done a Grand Tour before put in a huge dig and crushed everybody and got his third stage win? Does this yes, not excite you? it was Vunderbar. Hang on, now, no, I, it was, I, it was great. I didn't watch any of the last week. <sighs> uh, I barely paid attention the first two weeks because, as we all know, and as well-written into cycling lore... The Volta is the most boring of all the Grand Tours. Oh, you guys are killing me. <laughs> Little guy. Look, okay, here's the thing. I thought the second week was the best week for a variety of reasons. Mm. The, the, although the win, the crosswind stage, was that, stage 17, was pretty yeah. awesome. And that was, at, that was on Monday. That was so, bonkers. Okay, maybe I'm a little bit wrong. But, okay, guys. There's some pretty awesome stuff going on at the Volta. Mm-hmm. It was a lot good of guys to see. Soft pedaling into worlds. A lot of guys, you know, doing their Tour de France, uh, you know, little jaunt around Spain, Please. making their appearance fees. Yep, like, but Volta's got nothing. Volta's guys, not exciting. The Volta, Volta is everything we hope wrong for every other race event. all year. Every afternoon, when I get on my Twitter uh-huh. 
Twitter sphere to see the hate and the angst brought to people by Team Movistar yes. gets me so excited. <laughs> it's it was <laughs> throw it like inject that straight into my veins. Yeah. It is the greatest thing of all time. It was pretty Movie exciting. Star, I would now argue, has taken the championship belt from Astana as the most hated team in professional cycling, especially if you're an English speaker. Because once again, if Team Ineos did any of this stuff that Movistar did, people would be like, Man, what a wonderful team. I mean, they're really trying I don't hard. Know about like that, when Roglic had that crash, when Roglic had that crash 60k to go and Movistar went to the front like all of a sudden it's like oh unwritten rules you know what Tim, you know what guys there Here's are the other deal. Spanish an unwritten rule, mad about little, it little guy if, if it's an unwritten rule write it in the in I the agree book, and then it shouldn't be a I problem agree. Yeah. second second did you see how quickly Miguel Angel Lopez apologized to the godfather himself Alejandro Valverde that was wonderful I loved every moment of that and Valverde didn't even like accept apologies like I did nothing to this guy like, like why, why a lot of shrugging from Valverde throwing... during that stage as people came up to yell at I just... him yeah well you know what if it wasn't for Movistar people's lives would be so of the weekend. that's the thing I think people are forgetting like they, they would sit there and they'd just be like, "Ah, eh, this race is kind of boring. Like, now there's infighting on Movistar. Not really infighting. They got two guys in the top five. It, Three I in mean, the top okay, ten. Come so, on. here's the thing. Do we think Movistar is the most dysfunctional team that has ever existed? Or do we think that they are the most calculated and carefully orchestrated, uh, 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 you know, drama machine that, like, it's, uses this to their advantage to distract all others and put themselves, you know, two riders in the in the top five, uh, three riders in the top ten at a Grand Tour. Like this is pretty unprecedented. That is a pretty great team result. So yeah, it is. They also won the team classification yeah. again, and I, I just think that there is like. This has to have so much value to the Movistar I mean, sponsorship they, they, because everyone's they talking about it. They absolutely have to be the number one prize winning uh, team at the Vuelta, right? Like they brought home the yeah. most cash. Uh, Is that the game plan? I don't know. I don't know how it works. How, it, uh, Podocar won three stages. Quick Step won like what? 94 stages? I mean, it's not like Movistar didn't win some stages. Did they win a the stage? Team classification pays out. Nairo, uh, Nairo won a stage, stage, but yeah, team yeah. classification. Oh, you're not even including him as a no, team. No, but like, like <laughs> he's, he's already like, moved on. He's, <laughs> just, a car. he's already moved saying on. that the 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 D Quickstep boys won won at least four, right? They did a lot of stages, but what's a stage which get get you like fifty grand or something? The team overall gets it's actually a pretty healthy prize. It's worth going for. So, but just, let's get back to the root of the question: Are they the most dysfunctional team, or are they evil geniuses? They're evil geniuses, and it's amazing, everything about it. It's great. And they have Valverde, which is already just going to make so many people angry whenever you... I, I go out, so I play this fantasy cycling thing, mm-hmm. right? And we go out for beers every Thursday night. Okay. There is so much disappointment about Valverde being on the podium with that girl. Like, there are people that won't draft Valverde for their fantasy team, because right. that's how much they hate him. Right. And I'm like, oh man, I'll take him all the time. Yeah. <laughs> So, evil geniuses, little guy. Any any truth to this theory? Uh, no. I think it's just dumb luck. It's nothing dumb but dumb luck. luck. Bring a good GC guy and just sort of throw throw stuff at it. Okay, every Grand Tour for the last I don't know fifteen <laughs> years or however long they've been I mean, around. They obviously know what they're doing, but like I sort of feel like having Valverde is like having Michael Jordan. You're you're going to be there. You're going to be in the game. I I used to agree with you a hundred percent because they, they just buy good talent. All right. Like they've got strong riders. Um, but lately I'm starting to come around to this idea that like movie star really has it all figured out that these, (laughs) these attacks up the road and chasing people down, it just keeps the cameras on them. Right. (laughs) Like they must get more camera time than any other team. They get more prize money than most other teams. And they've, Ah, it's amazing. And they have like none of the drama. Like they don't get the the pressure of like winning every single grand tour like Ineos has. Uh it's I am leaning evil genius here. The the top place for Ineos was twentieth. Um can we also give a shout out to uh, Education First, uh Sergio Higuita yeah, with I believe the wing. I, that was I pretty called awesome. it on the podcast last week that we need to uh was, we need an interview. Mitch yeah. gotta interview him. Now especially now that he's won a stage. We know. I can't wait for the 
the inside the or life in the Peloton with uh, Sergio. Uh, hopefully, uh, Mitch can get that done. Let's give a quick update on Mitch Docker um, at the race. He uh, he ended up finishing in Madrid, um, and he got well. I'm just oh. searching for you here, Mitch. And <laughs> turns out that when you type in Mitch, you also get a lot of Mitchelton Scotts. But uh, Mitch Docker got 122nd place, and the big question was, what would be his top finish? Yes, in a any stage? top 20s Remember, he, in there. He called his shot and said he'd get a top 20. Unfortunately, he got a 46th place was his top finish on stage three. So, but he was playing the uh, the ever ready teammate and a stage winning one at that. So pretty cool to see Education First basically salvage their entire Grand Tour because they were going there locked and loaded they were. with an entire team and unfortunate uh, crashes. But listen to the uh, Life in the Peloton podcast with uh, Logan Owen. Learned a lot about Logan Owen on there. I just kind of knew him as like the cyclocross star, right? Like the, the guy that's going to win the world championships mm-hmm. uh, for an American cyclocross racer. And I uh, learned a lot about his uh, first times at the Grand Tour and everything. So pretty awesome. Interesting. So, Guys, that being said, let's go a little bit through some of the uh, the things here, team-wise, and also just kind of overall what you want to see. For me, pretty cool to see the competition between Miguel Angel Lopez and Pogachar in the white jersey competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also like appearances by James Knox, who got third. Like he did pretty awesome on a couple of those days. Yeah. We also got a AG2R um, King of the Mountains victory by jeffrey bouchard had over no uh madraza of uh Bergen. they must score that, that was really a... weird because how do you not <laughs> how do you not how did pogacar who won three mountain stages not win that well because there's other mountains All little right. guy i don't like it <laughs> primos roglic takes the green jersey over uh pogacar and sam bennett sam bennett had an okay uh, well, I was expecting, you know, to be honest, a couple more victories from him. I'm sure he was as well. That victory when he lost to um, Philippe Gilbert in the quick step team time trial on the windy yeah. day, he launched from like 500 meters to go. It was a little, a uh, little too early, but three second places and a victory. Yeah. Um, sorry, uh, sorry, four second places and yeah, two victories. There's nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> Not at all. So good for him. Um, is he going to, what team is he on next year? Is he staying no, with a? I think the aura? rumor is Quick Step, but I don't think anything's confirmed. Ooh, I hope it's not Quick Step. I'd like to see him go somewhere where he can be the the true team he'll, leader, and not just one of the wolf pack. He'll have plenty of chances if he's at at uh, at at Quick Step. Come on, the Gilberts are leaving, so they're gonna have room. So, little guy, what any big takeaways that you want to get over on the um, the podcast? Big t- on uh, what happened at the Volta? Yeah, like you know. Carl Frederick Hagen, eighth place, pretty stoked. Yeah, I mean that that was cool. I mean, I who is he? Nobody nobody knows yet. So <laughs> I mean that was cool. Obviously, Pogacar. I mean, what more can you take away from it? From a dude getting third yeah. and three wins, and not just like rolling around anonymously getting third. I mean, yeah, like I said, that second to last day, that huge attack so, to yeah. jump away from Lopez and Quintana and get himself on yeah. the podium. That was huge. I mean, that it's the, uh, I'm so excited yeah. for his career. It was, now. Yeah. The, the, it's, the grand tour bump that he got much like Alaphilippe did from the tour of California performance. I was just about to, is, <laughs> uh, to bring that up. It's just yeah. unreal. It's, it's a, so, yeah. it's a big thing. If it was like 1993, right. And the 20 year old Pogachar comes in, right. Wins his like first stage that he did in the race. How many stages do you think it would have been before? Like the team director is like, Oh, we gotta, we gotta send him home. Like they did to Indurain. Like he's just not going to be able to last. It's going to break his mentality. Well, like you remember how they yeah. used to do that? Like after nine stages, like, Oh, he's got to go. I like, was, I'm so happy that this has changed. Like that kind of mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, like, but maybe that, that's that so stupid. was just more of, they were trying to get the sauce, right. You know? And like, maybe you didn't get the sauce, right. <laughs> on the guys. No, but a lot of, but they were talking about Indurain though, little guy, like during that tour that it was known that he was going to go home early. Yeah. They were like, oh, he's only here yeah. for nine days. Well, that's like legit if you don't, if you don't know if someone's no, quite got not. it in the legs or they're not feeling <laughs> I it. I disagree, little guy. Like, just let them go. Just like if they, if they get dropped and they're going to be on mm-hmm. TV for hours and a horrible situation, but you know what? It builds character. 
Put some hair yeah, on your chest. They spread their wings. That's what we need more of. I guess, but maybe like look at your boy Chavez, Tim. Let's start talking about the Tim, the Tim curses here of all the young GC guys who have now <laughs> been crushed by the weight of being in their late twenties. Chavez uh, finished nineteenth overall. Uh, maybe not bad. Top twenty. Yeah. yeah bad considering he's been on the podium in these race before. I'm just saying that perhaps uh, he should have had a slower progression and not gotten mono and knocked out for 10 years now. And I don't even know where Mentis is. He showed up 51st. He showed up on one stage and, and pretended to be yeah. up there with the big boys for a day. But he got 7th on stage <laughs> oh, 18 and then he like that was it. That's all he had. Yeah, he's hanging out with the in the graveyard of my or in the what is that like the the green room with all the rest of my um super rookie oh, curses. Timmy. What did you do to him? Jose Rujano's in there. Yeah, you should send Minty's <laughs> yeah. a holiday card. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, sorry about that. <laughs> oh man, that's why it's good that I'm a big fan of Mitch Docker because like you know he's just like the solid racer that's always going through in the teammate, and then it doesn't it's not hurting his like like all that pressure of being like the the full-on top 10 GC guy, right? right? He's the one that's just crushing the water oh. bottle game and crushing the team captaincy. Tim, uh, speaking of GC guys, uh, yeah. we saw a pretty interesting GC win over the Tour of Britain uh, this mm-hmm. week. We did. It was it was interesting, and a lot of things came up. We, we got a lot of tweets sent to us <laughs> asking if uh, the Road World Championship should even happen after a couple of the stage wins yeah. by the GC winner, Matthew Vanderpool, yes. who, I mean, if he's already won one one week stage stage race, Spencer, yeah. I think the nat- natural next question is, can he win the Grand Tour? Can he win? <laughs> is he a contender in the twenty twenty uh, Tour de France? Uh, I I don't yeah I don't think there's any question. There's not. <laughs> I think you're gonna eat now, those words, little guy. We got a lot of uh, we got a lot of coverage sent our way from a friend of the podcast, uh, Michael Stone, yes. in the UK from some of the finishing climbs and all of the the brute force that Matthew Vanderpool had to ride over. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty great to see. Yeah. Little guy, were you impressed by Matthew Vanderpool at any point? I, in the <laughs> tour I mean, I would say I was very impressed on many occasions. He won three stages, but I would say, I don't know if you guys saw stage seven. Do you see stage seven? You see the highlights? Is this the finishing sprint where he, everyone else looked like they were standing still and he won by No, three that seconds? was earlier. Stage seven was like a, a hilltop and he was battling in the GC with Trenton at this point. And he he kicks hard, I don't know, K out, 500 meters out, gets a gap on pretty much everybody other than Trenton follows him. And they're getting close to the line. And Vanderpool kicks so hard and drops Trenton like he's like he's a freaking cat too or Cat 3 or something that's never ridden pros before, so much that he he gets this gap, and he looks back to see if he's got the gap before he, like, posts up. And and Vanderpool's already, like, doing the arm pump, and Trenton does, like, kind of, like, gives him a little point. Like, I can't even... Like, the look on Trenton's face, and the way he points at him is sort of like, yeah, man, like, what... But he posted up, What can I do? Mateo Trenton, like, posted up when he went across the line. He realized right then, he was the best human in the race. (laughs) <laughs> like he 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 was like yeah what am I gonna do look at this I beat everybody by a good gap but that guy beat me by by ten more bike links like he was the first yeah. human being I I do remember seeing this highlight it's amazing. Um, thanks for reminding me yeah it was definitely that look of just like yeah what do you expect me to do kind of like the the shrugging shoulder emotion yeah like what am right? I gonna like do at that moment he's just like oh okay like I got second but that's first human um when I was talking to a couple of people. About this, I was like, you know, Matthew Vanderpool is looking really, really good. And then their immediate response was, yeah, but who is he racing against at the Tour of Britain? Like, like this di- almost like not Trenton, disgust, but like European challenging. That, like, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. The guy that was in the yellow jersey, Mike Tuninson, yeah. you know, Matteo Trenton, the, yeah, like Spencer just said, you know, like yeah. Gianni Muscone. I mean, as much as I dislike that guy, he's still a decent bike racer. Um, there's some really good racers in this, you know, and. It's kind of cool to see mm-hmm. yeah, him just dominate. Major shout out, though, to Larry Warbass with AG2R. I feel like kind of just missed out on the uh, the former uh, U.S. national champion. Um, just kind of because I haven't seen like a ton of him racing this mm-hmm. year. 
right? Like he, he hasn't really done too much because he's on that French team. So you wonder, are they just treating him the way that they treated Chris Horner or the French teams treated Chris Horner back in the day? And it's kind <laughs> of you uh, seen exciting to see him get the a goatee good, that good Chris Horner had Britain. when he rode for FDJ in like 1997. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think they treated him however they t- treated him was acceptable considering that goatee. I have made that my wallpaper on my oh phone. Oh, my God. Are you <laughs> sure it was Chris Horner and it wasn't a member of Stone Temple Pilots? <laughs> That's a real good question. But um, so guys, with Matthew Vanderpool looking so good, mm-hmm. I believe there is only one human being that has a chance to beat him at the World Championships. Mm-hmm. And when this individual beats Matthew Vanderpool and Peter Sagan at the twenty nineteen Road World Championships in Yorkshire, England, you're going with this. He will become the most hated man in cycling. And at that moment, we. We'll have to finally embrace him for all of his evilness. Mm. And of course, I am talking about Bling Matthews, who is on (laughs) fire with a dominating win in Canada Uh over the weekend, is going to win the Road World Championships, and all of us will have to eat our words. I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to walk into the Ladbrokes when I get over to Scotland in a few weeks. And I'm going to go put a nice fiver of faith on Bling Matthews. Okay. And probably 10 pounds on Matthew Vanderpool. But I just want to have the Bling Matthews cover so that when I try to get an interview with him at some point and he's like, no, you guys are always slagging on me. I'm going to say, well, but Bling Matthews, I've come around. You are my man. You are my I, I'm all in on Bling Matthews now. And here's the fiber of faith to prove it. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's good to have that card to play in your back pocket. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's like an insurance policy, so, Lloyd's of London policy on that one. The uh, the the win in Quebec by Mr. Matthews was pretty impressive. I watched the sprint. Luck. Um, he did do kind of like when's the last time he's won a bike race? I don't even. Can you know. guys think of? Hasn't been this year. Okay, that's kind of my point. It's been a while, right? <laughs> he still <laughs> managed to sit up quite a bit before the line while the other guy was still sprinting next to him and like post up, he could have very oh. easily been zobbled. Um, he, he, like, he, the attitude, he, the cockiness, he was so confident. it's still there. Was, Spencer, I'm with you. He was so confident that he was going to take that win that the way that he set up and just really made himself wide. So if anyone thought they were going to try to like bike throw around, around him, they had to go like another three feet around to get it. it. Was, I mean, it was, it was very good. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, uh, I did read a post-race interview, and I forget, I cannot recall who said this right now, but somebody kind of underhandedly, it might have been GVA, I don't remember. Um, somebody was like, yeah, Quebec is a good win, you know, but Montreal's the it's harder of the Montreal. two races. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just kind of well, underhandedly then, being then, like, yeah, he won the easy one, whatever. He, he, I <laughs> think then, he got lucky in Quebec. Like that, because that group came back. Lucky, he got lucky that the group came back. Like if they had ridden a little bit better, if Sagan and Alpha would have taken some more pulls, they would have stayed away. Like, and Matthews even sort of said that in his post race was like, "Yeah, I felt I was like kicking myself that I didn't make it with those guys and I couldn't follow on the climbs." And then they came back and he sure. was able to launch. He had the speed of the group. I I, I, he, I think he is, the result from today where he got like in in Montreal yes. where he got like nineteenth nineteenth that is yeah. more fifty seconds back that is more in keeping if, with if I was the Australian team manager I would be buying that man business class on the way over the Atlantic <laughs> sleep well sweet prince think about how amazing it would be if he is the reason why Matthew Vanderpool isn't the like two time world champion right with both cyclocross and then mm-hmm. the road right like and it's because of bling if, matthews if sitting up spoiler. 20 feet before the line and just being like all right you guys aren't gonna come around me it'd be so awesome maybe there's a I, lot of I, other guys I, obviously where does where would bling matthews before. get his world championship stripes of anybody that would actually get world championship stripes tattooed around their torso <laughs> it's probably bling matthews <laughs> like think about that around I, the torso uh you get them on the abs Get like a flag there. Like he could pull it off or at least get so, a band on your, if you guys won the world championships, would you not get a world championship rainbow tattoo? I what's, would. What's the so. official, uh, animal of 
Australia? Like, is it a koala bear? Is it like, do they have is like an kangaroo? official? I know there's crocodile. the stereotypical like ones that we think of, but like, do they have a, an actual national animal? I don't know. This is Aussie corner. Okay. I'm going to, let's look this up. I would say, here are your options. Koala bear. Yeah. It could possibly be a magpie. Kangaroo. Could be a kangaroo. It could possibly be a crocodile. It could be a kangaroo and a joey. Of course, the kangaroo would have the, the joey head oh, coming out sure. like of its belly. Um, a dodo bird, right? That's always like the... I know they're not around anymore, but that's always like a crossword puzzle clue. It's like extinct Australian bird. Yeah, they're probably not going to um, go with that extinct bird as their national animal. There's probably some kind of shark, right? Like a great white shark. Maybe. Yeah. And then the final one I would say is Paul Hogan. Mm-hmm. Fair. Mm-hmm. Fair. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's not a knife. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking he could uh, get some sort of tattoo mm-hmm. integrating the World Championship stripes along with the national animal of Australia, you know, kind of. I don't know if it's wearing the shirt or if it's waving a flag or if it's just colored that way or what, but uh, I think that might be the way to go. Well, it is the kangaroo, yeah. according to Google. So oh. there you go. Makes sense. Fun times. Maybe well, guys. he gets a tattoo of a kangaroo in, in world championships colors. And then instead of a Joey popping out of the pocket, it's a little bling Matthews. <laughs> that would be so appropriate. <laughs> he got a tattoo like- of himself on himself. And he's his little miniature one is wearing the world championship jersey. Oh, yeah! So bling. Hey, hey, bling. That's First, weird. win the world championships. What you're gonna do? Give us a call. We'll be your creative team. Yeah, we we're, will. We're all in. We will we're, pay for that tattoo if you get it, bling. Bling, you're gonna be the most hated man in cycling if you win the world championships over Matthew Vanderpool or Peter Sagan. Just embrace it. Go full heel, like 100 percent Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Just like go out there and just like really just pull it off that'd be so awesome and we'll help you manage this as a pr team yeah we can spin we can we can fix all the damage that's been done in the podcast airwaves to your brand i don't know uh how you've gotten such a bad reputation i don't know where this uh news has come from uh over the podcast airwaves that uh, you're some sort of unlikable character but we can fix it here on the slow ride podcast that's what uh. we do I want him to win so bad. I like. I, I really do oh, now. You're terrible. It'd be so great. It'd be. It'd be almost as awesome as Movistar winning, like going one through ten at the World Championships oh on God. different teams, and they're all like, it'd be just like a Movistar stage race, right? Because they're all wearing different jerseys anyway. It'd be awesome. Fair. Yeah. Well, guys, with that, we have so much cyclocross to talk about, and the um, emails and some tweets and Facebook notes that have totally got us excited. But first, we got to head into the pre-mock. What up? This is Tom Skoyinch, and you're listening to this low-ride podcast. All right. First off, this podcast brought to you by the Works Hydro Shot, the ultimate tool that's practically made for cycling enthusiasts uh Mm -hmm. this thing i unboxed mine so good it's so good i got so excited that you guys both got one and i didn't can you bring them to madison so i can see one i you know i looked at the weather i think there's like 30 percent chance of rain every day so i'm pretty sure i will be throwing it in the van so Uh, awesome so so good so if you do not know what the works uh hydro shot is it is a portable power cleaner, uh, uses a 20 volt, uh, power share batteries from works. Um, and it pulls water from any water source. So you drop its little hose into a lake, into a stream, into a five gallon bucket. I see people uh, use the five gallon buckets on the videos. Yeah. Most of the time, seems pretty um, awesome. you know, but if you're out in the middle of nowhere or if you're washing your boat in the lake or whatever, like you can use it anywhere. Right. But particularly good to use the, the five gallon bucket, uh, or, you can get the bottle cap connector to draw water straight from a two liter bottle. You smash that uh, jolt cola that you've got before your cross race. You go on, smash the course. It's muddy. Afterwards, smash fill- the cola, throw it to your pit, guys. Yeah. They go fill that up with water. Fill it up with then water. Use it with the hydro shot. Or whatever. And then, yeah, run it through the hydro shot, clean off the bike. It's, it's a win win situation. Um, Spencer, tell me how I can get the sweet hydro shot. And then I've got some more follow up questions. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Works is offering Slow Ride podcast listeners 15% off all Hydro Shot. Uh, That's a good deal. Or accessories. Um, so there's two versions of it, the 20 volt and the 40 volt. Um, I'm going 40 volt. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, don't mess around. 
Um, they uh, even put together a bike cleaning kit specifically for wide angle podium. This is pretty cool. So pick yourself up one of those as well. Mm. If you get this hydro shot, um, you can get your hydro shot at your clean bike.com. Uh, y O U R clean bike.com and use the code clean bike to get your 15% off All right, your bike, your clean bike.com. Use the code clean bike to save 15%. Yes. You nailed question. Good. How much water does it really use? Like, like does the water, a five gallon bucket, it would last a while. Yeah. So you can, uh, um, I think it said with the, with the bucket like that, you can spray it full bore for over 10 minutes. Um, which is, damn, Plenty of time to wash your bike. Yeah. Yeah. You should only need a minute or two. Um, so yeah, 320 PSI. It's enough to clean pretty much any, any kind of grime and mud off your bike without blowing your bearings out. So that's my, I heard you guys talking last week about it's not a power washer, so it's not going to destroy your bike. It's like actually the perfect amount. My next question, Mm -hmm. let's just say I thought I booked a hotel room for the Trek (laughs) world cup, but I didn't. And I need to take a shower because I've been sleeping outside mm-hmm. in a van mm-hmm. with you guys. Uh-huh. Um, van are you sleeping? Would in? the hydro shot work as a shower? Interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it is pretty pretty lightweight. You can move it around yourself pretty easily. Uh, it's pretty versatile. You got a lot of different heads you can uh, put on there and different adjustments. Um, you can go from uh, misting to rinsing to a water jet. Uh, so you kind of get the full spectrum there. Uh, I suppose you could use it to clean yourself as as well as your bike, your house, your car, your boat, your gutters, your siding, right. whatever you got. Well, I'm all in. Sounds good. Hey, guys, I went for a bike ride this weekend. And the whole time, it was awesome because I was cool and refreshed, a little minty. In the places where it feels good, because I got my miracle wrap on from Buckler Skincare, our very own chamois cream. Uh, it was awesome. I, the, you know, the miracle is the tingle. When I first started riding bikes, Tim, I think it was my dream to have my very own chamois cream. We finally have made it. I'm like <laughs> this, this. This oh, it's so good, little guy. You definitely need to get into the chamois cream biz with cyclocross season yeah. right here. You're gonna need extra help sliding into that skin suit. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. And you know, you know, in the in the elite race, that is 60 minutes of just like pure slap chop action. Yeah. Um, you're gonna need the miracle wrap. No. The miracle wrap. Sure. Anyways, check it out. Bucklerskincare.com. Definitely order it. You get a nice four ounce tub, which is gonna last a while. I think it's 21 bucks. Not bad. There's a bunch of other great stuff in there from Buckler. Check it out. Handmade in Tallahassee, Florida. Just go to bucklerskincare.com. There's no promo code nothing just just order some miracle wrap it is amazing it is so good i've been a fan of what john and the group at uh, buckler skincare have been doing for years and uh fantastic to see especially supporting a local florida company so i'm super stoked on that bucklerskincare.com and order up some miracle wrap the miracle is the tingle <laughs> nice uh lastly this podcast and the whole Wide Angle Podium Network brought to you by Grimper Brothers Coffee. Full Schleck is our very favorite uh, blend of beans uh, celebrating the, uh, uh, I don't know, the Schleck Brothers and all their all their yeah. bare-chested glory. Uh, that'll get you up in the morning. If that doesn't, well, then we can, uh, we, we can get you into some cyclocross friends because it is that time of year. That blend is a little bit darker roast. Oh, so good. Get you ready for these early f- 6 a.m. Uh, pre-rides before your 8.30 a.m. Masters race because promoters hate you. They're putting you early in the morning. Don't let them win. Get yourself some Grimper Brothers coffee. Heading over to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to defeat bike race promoters. Oh, so good. Guys, let's get back to the show. This is Mitch Docker, and you're listening to Life in the Peloton, also the Slow Ride Podcast, afterwards. <laughs> Get two reviews this week, guys. Kind of unique. Both of these reviews come from our friends in Sweden. You may oh. remember we got a one-star review from a Swedish listener saying it was nothing but bike talk 
and empty results. <laughs> yeah. Not not great. No. Five That's stars. Just five stars from Stockholm Rider. Just the right level of speculation and empty talk <laughs> from Stockholm, Sweden. Nice. I love that because it's basically the this. other review, but somehow they made it positive. It's the same review, yeah. but they like they 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 liked it. And we've got a four star review. Totally amusing. Empty talk and race results. I love it. <laughs> Blue Swede. Also from Sweden. We'd like to thank for your uh thanks for your reviews. It's always great to hear. Um guys. Oh. I think we're back on top in Sweden. Yeah. I think we might be. Must be. And um quickly in our in our Swedish corner, um Jenny Rizvitz looking really good the last couple mountain bike races of the year. Uh excellent results. And that wraps up Swedish Corner for this week. Well, Excellent, Swedish. Oh, I w- okay, I'll save my part for Swedish Corner next week when I talk about my time I went to Stockholm. Okay, right. let's do that. Let's shelf that one for later. What happens to our fake internet points at the end of the season? Of course, Ian Darling writes us an email re- um, regarding Roller Derby, another wide-angle podium partnered group. Roller Derby, it's spelled like a cyclist, R-O-U. L-E-U-R, derby.com. And of course, with those internet points that you take to the bank, what can you do at the end? Ian asks, should I be spending my fake internet points like a drunken sailor on the last night of shore leave or saving them to use on an (laughs) obscure prop bet about how many cyclocross races will be won on green tires or how many wins Remco will have in the cobbled classics? This is a very good question, Ian. And let us tell you what to do. So at some point, Roller Derby shuts down for the year. There are two different ways you can do it. You can just hold on to your points and just ride off into the sunset and some middling finish. Or you can go the route that former Roller Derby champion Spencer Howe went by just taking all possible points and putting them (laughs) on Tor Hushvold to win the Cycling Road World Championships and coming out on top for the seasonal title. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so I am all in on going pick one prop and just put them all like let it ride just yeah. 100% on there just skew the odds and just make one final thing now roller derby is continuing there are some cyclocross props up now for Trek World Cup and we do of course have the road world championships which is the final big one we're trying to convince Luke to also offer a Japan Cup uh, um, proposition with the assumed appearance of Chris Froome who will be signed up and ready to go for the Sentama crit the week before the Japan Cup. So, guys, Roller Derby is coming down to the wire, Yep. and I can't think of a better thing to do than going all in on one of the propositions. Yeah, yeah. my my strategy, uh, well documented, going all in, um, there is... There is little. Um, I mean, unless you're in the top couple in the in the uh, in the leaderboards, there's not really any reason to hang on to these points. So you you may as well go all in, and uh, you know you get refreshed for next season. So don't worry about that. Um, yeah, pick a pick a good one. Pick a uh, a country um, like Norway, for instance, that was overlooked for worlds and uh, was listed under other with very good, very good odds. Um, yeah. You know. And, uh, Just stay away from Bling Matthews, though, Ian. All right. <laughs> Probably stay away from Bling. The Super Geek Curse is about to come down real hard on that guy. <laughs> <laughs> we got a sweet tweet sent our way from Simon Mitchell. And guys, the reason that this is of interest to me is Simon says, you know, Klein Bike from the UK. Only started listening to the pod this week. Check him out. Well, thanks for the uh, recommendation. Make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts. But here is the thing. He provides a picture of his bike. It is a Klein Palomino. I am not too familiar with this. Guys, I like it. I like the rear shock replacing the um, seat stay. It's kind of cool. What do you guys think of the Palomino? Are you all in on the Palomino the way I am? Uh, it's not my favorite. <laughs> Little guy. So down mm. on the climb. I've never, ri- now, I've this, never this ridden is... one. Maybe they're good. I just all of the yeah. full su- suspension climbs. I'm not. I don't know. It just doesn't. Yeah. F- now, and you need to suspend your disbelief in suspension, and instead look at the beauty and the glory of a climb and someone that has brought it out of the garage and restored it to its full glory. Yeah, I guess. Including I just like the Panaracer Firecrest tires, which every single 26 inch bike. <laughs> 
seems to have for some reason. Well, I used to have a pair because you like grabbed some off the like throwaway table or something at Q. <laughs> I had those yeah. Firecrest tables are amazing. Uh, yeah, they're, uh, yeah, they're good. They're good tires. They match. They match. Wow, Jim's like, <laughs> really look. I, do you rank it above? Do you rank it above the the Manta? The Manta? Uh, yeah, I think I like it more than the Manta, but I don't know if it's better. I guess I assume it's better, but it's definitely better. It, looks cooler. It looks great. It has it has the Klein feel. It has the Klein vibe. Yeah. It has the the paint scheme going on. It has everything. It is a weird early '90s full suspension bike or mid '90s. Um. Which is questionable, but at the time, I'm pretty sure it was probably peak technology. Yeah. Oh, it is. It looks. I so mean, at good. least it, it gets so around good. the Hearst Link patent that Specialized owned. So that's. <laughs> yeah. the, I mean, the problem for a long time was that Specialized owned basically the best full suspension patent, and for a while there, everybody had to like try to pretend that their design made any more sense, and it didn't. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But. Speaking of which, did you guys at all um, talk about the new Trek full suspension bike? We is it a full suspension? <laughs> I didn't. You know that the ad makes me wonder. Is it? I don't. Yeah, yeah I don't remember if if we did <laughs> no, or not. I don't but think we did. I will. I will spend more time talking about that ad if we need. We to. didn't talk about that ad. No, we got to talk about that ad. It's so. I know good. we're a little bit late here. That ad. Now, did I, I did even... you see the just the Twitter version that's like two no. minutes long, or did you go on YouTube and watch the full three and a half minute I, version? I watched the full three and a half minute. So, like the first part, you're like, "This bike is amazing. This is fantastic." I don't know if it's a full suspension bike. I don't know. It's you know, like there's so much different. And then she's totally sending the bike. It's great. The the poof of hair. It's fantastic. I'm all about it. And then she gets into her goofy little truck, and I'm like, oh, little guy's going to find that goofy little truck to be hilarious and awesome. Yeah. This so is great. I didn't, sudden, I didn't know that I needed to see Yolanda Neff driving a pigeon before <laughs> I saw it. And now it is the greatest so, thing I've ever seen. So then that happens. They could cut it there. Like, that could be the end of a great, great commercial. And then all of a sudden it was like someone raised their hand in the marketing department and was like, hey, guys, what if we make the three little bears so we can further talk about this not being a hard tail or a soft tail and you're like let's go with it the and that's fantastic yeah. they add a nice little like 45 second little skit in fairy tale land with angry bears that show up at the end and you're like all right that's okay and then it keeps going <laughs> <laughs> then it gets to like kids at the skate park and you're like that's actually pretty funny because joey's all hurt and then he's like cross country sucks and you're like oh it's a pink bike comment <laughs> and you're like all right this is cool and then it keeps going to the next guy which is like the the pool guy where he's just like i must have it and then of course like didn't you just buy a bike and he's like you don't understand it's it's uh, what was it like it's uh oh man there's so many Easter eggs in there. Like, <laughs> that's so many. Did, did you pause the video on the cereal boxes when she's in yes. the Three <laughs> Bears house? And I watched got, that video like nine times. Yeah, three different cereals, all just full of Easter eggs. Uh, so good. Highly I got plenty of text messages from bike shop employees going, "Did you see this video yet?" Yeah. And then I was at a Trek dealer um, up in Baltimore, uh, and everyone there was talking about it. it. It totally did its job, and I'm just like, it crushed. So I like it. it. I didn't think I would like it as much as I did because I'm just like, right. what like, is going you're on like, here? Okay, bike commercial, like maybe, uh, oh, good job. It's a little bit funny. And then it just, like, I literally laughed out loud, like tears in the eyes laughing out loud. It was so good. Were you laughing because of the Easter eggs or just because of how ridiculous it just like? Just the ridiculousness. ridiculousness. I think it was like I a lost it. They just like when rolled she, it down the hill and it just yeah. got bigger and better. And you're just like, this is amazing. When she got in the tiny uh, three-wheeled, pickup truck with the bike hanging out the back like flopped over the back like mountain bike bros do it was so good so so good and you know what maybe the biggest revelation of this whole thing yolanda neff's a pretty good actress like she was pretty on point for this thing yeah and then at the very end the the go home shot the best part is like was it muriel the grandma (laughs) <laughs> like swears at the end because like that's the two older ladies knitting and they're like oh, so yeah. what is it muriel is it a hard tail or soft tail <laughs> and she's like it's effing rad or whatever and then like it cuts you're like oh man that was a pretty good uh uh last scene i i kind of want the bike though i don't understand how it worked 
that's the part that I'm like, right. That's still maybe a the advertising didn't really like, cause I don't really remember. Like I remember it kind of looks like a cartridge at the top. Maybe like, I don't, I don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> well, that's to get you in the door, man. Head on down to your truck dealer, Timmy. Oh man. Anyway, maybe we'll get to, oh. maybe we'll get to see one when we go to Waterloo. I know this sounds like we're not, we're not getting paid by Trek to talk about this thing. This is, no. but man, it was a crazy commercial. It's a very crazy. Commercial. Very good. Oh. Very good. So we got another. Uh, we did get a note that I wanted to bring up, guys, in the um, Slow Ride Podcast official fan experience zone on Facebook. This one was shared to us by D- Davis Yarborough. I need somewhere to share this ridiculous things posted in the Soft Ride owners group. Oh, oh gosh. my There's real life bike friends oh, don't God. seem to care. But I have a feeling that somebody here will appreciate it. So first off, you've come to the right place. You've come to the right place. And Davis, thank you for doing yeoman's work of being a member of the Soft Ride Owners yeah. Group, which I didn't know existed, but I'm totally signing up after the start of this conversation. I, yes. I want to be part of this too. I'm all in. So here's the picture. It's taken at the Emmett Smith Grand Fondo. Now Emmett Smith, the former Number 22 of the Dallas Cowboys, yeah. who we know quite well because when Super Bowl started, he was winning the Super Bowl in Minneapolis that year for the Dallas Cowboys. Looking good. And he's a big time bike rider. A gentleman showed up to the Emmett Smith Grand Fondo in full football uniform. Leg pads, s- silver cowboy pants, white Emmett Smith 22 jersey. And of course, the Dallas Cowboys helmet. They have As the if shoulder that pads? isn't, and he's got the helmet. Yeah. As if that isn't enough to really seal the deal, he is standing behind his very own soft ride bike nice. that is painted in Dallas Cowboy blue and silver uh. with a number 22 pinstriped on the junction in the front and Cowboys on the down tube. And two Spinergy wheels with cowboys on each of the spokes, of the three spokes. <sighs> As if that isn't enough, arrow bars on of the course. front. Of course. And a soft red. Emmett Smith, giddy as all can be, <laughs> wants to sit on this thing when he sees it. I mean, who doesn't whenever they see a soft red? Am I right? Like, when right. you see a soft red, right away, right. you're like, I got to get yeah. on that thing. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> is this the greatest or the best picture of all time? I mean, this is... This is absolutely amazing. It's, uh, yeah, it's up there. <laughs> I hope this guy had some Miracle Wap uh, with him because <laughs> this is going to be a rough ride. Really? It's going to be smooth, I thought, but okay. I mean, it's going to be a soft ride. Yeah. But it's also going to be a rough ride in football pants and yeah. uh, helmet and all the gear uh, weighing that soft ride down. I mean, I just... The fact that this is all done, like wearing the kit, more power to you. Love it. Way to show up to see your hero. Showing up to see your hero with a soft ride, that's yeah. a ballsy move. Like you could do that on like a get a custom painted Madone, right? Like I'm sure Project One, they could probably do that. I'm sure that you could get whatever custom, like go out to Vanilla Workshop and get someone to paint up your bike in Dallas Cowboys silver with a 22. It yeah. would still look really awesome when you would show up in your full Cowboys outfit to go meet Emmett Smith. But to do it with a soft ride, that's next level. I mean, everything's good. soft ride. I cannot, next level when you have a soft ride. All right, I cannot appreciate this enough. But guys, with that, it is naturally time to get into the talk of all talks because it has finally arrived. And I now relay to you guys, our resident cyclocross experts, what has happened at Jingle Cross, what is happening next week in Madison, what I should be looking for when I'm there running around with the wide angle podium flag. And more importantly, is Bill at Crosshairs and Cyclocross Radio correct with his CX heat check rankings because that is what's populating my social media feeds this last uh, week. It uh it was a big week. Uh Jingle Cross, first World Cup of this season for Cycle Cross, first World Cup in the US uh for this season as well. Did not disappoint. Bill was there getting all the heat check details, getting all the sound bites dropped on the live feed, uh all the F bombs and everything else. Um <laughs> dropped straight on the live feed. So congrats to Bill for that. Um, but as far as the racing, 
didn't disappoint. I don't want to, I mean, I guess this whole show is spoilers, so yeah. whatever. Um, but I thought the biggest result of the World Cup was actually f- the race between sixth and seventh place in the men's uh, World Cup. Okay. Did you guys see this? No, no. Tell me. I don't even remember who finished there. So, so it should have been Michael Van Tornout who finished in sixth. Uh, as he rounded the final corner and soft pedaled uh-huh. European style towards the finish line. Oh, who got but it? But this is not Europe. This is no. America. And in yeah. America, we sprint to the line for whatever lowly placing we are anywhere near. Yeah. And Lars Vanderhaar, doing his very best American impersonation, saw Ventorn out sitting up and started <laughs> sprinting. And started sprinting. And Ventornot actually looked back and saw him come in and was like, eh, he'll stop. And oh. Vanderhaar came around and pipped him by a couple of, uh, by like maybe a bike length at the line. It was so good. Uh, sixth place in the World Cup, nothing to sneeze yeah. at. Seventh place, total garbage, as we all know. So, yeah. Uh, Vanderhaar went Vanderharder and made the race amazing. Uh, stealing some thunder from uh, Ezerbeat, who took the win over two nights, um, and uh, and overshadowing uh, Megali Rochette's first World Cup win, unfortunately. Yeah, I was. I mean, so it was great. Mount Mount Crumpet did it. Was Mount Crumpet the defining feature once again? That's the only feature, Tim. So yes, uh, I mean, <laughs> did you they go up it twice. Wait, though. they didn't go through the barn. They didn't go through a barn with the sand or anything. No, no barns. They they go up it three times now, little guy. Three times. Yeah. I mean, but it's like not just the one. It's not just the one we used to do. It's the you know, it's the one no, where they have like stairs, a, and it's a, the big long climb in the back, which is I don't think either of you guys ever got a chance to do that. That is hell. That climb is hell. <laughs> is there any sand on the course? Right yeah, there's a huge sand pit right after the descent. Big old sand. So you, you do that super steep Mount Crumpet that we used to always do, and then you bomb down and you go through a huge sand pit, and then you got to take a hard right turn, and then yeah. So you hit this sand pit at what I imagine is about thirty miles yep, an hour. You do, which is crazy, and it looks very deep and very long. It's so deep. there were some uh, Megali Rochette, well in the lead of the race, actually goes head over uh, tea kettle in in the sand and. Uh, it was pretty incredible. Yeah, I like that sand pit because I like a sand pit when you can carry speed through it. And you can bomb that hill and just blast. I mean, if it goes wrong when you're going that fast through the sand pit, it goes wrong. It's not just like yes. you you know, you know you hit it and you mess up and you got to put the foot down. I mean, you eat it. But if it goes yeah. right, it's so there's nothing more satisfying than blowing through a sand pit and somehow hitting that perfect line. And you pop out and you look back and you're like, whoa. I just picked up like 30 seconds, you know, on the yeah. people behind me, like magic, yeah. magic. And one person doing that during the women's world cup race actually was Clara Hansiker, uh, who ended up finishing third. Mm-hmm. She must have passed, I don't know, six people in one go on like lap, uh, two or three, um, through the sand. She took the line on the, on what would be the left hand side of the screen as you're watching it. And everyone else was going right. And, uh, just, annihilated everyone and moved all the way up to like fourth or fifth. It was, it was a big move and it was awesome because like you said, it could have gone really wrong, but uh, she nailed it. Yeah. So now it's, big been result. A, it's been a while since I've been to jingle cross. Right. And you told me a little bit about Mount Crumpet, the sand pit and all of that, but is there a, um, are the, the crowds still as strong as they used to be? I'm going to be watching this later, probably tonight. I mean, it, how would the crowds look? from the TV. Is this something that will still maintain is jingle cross going to come back next year in the world cup circuit or, you know, is this flash in the pan just after two years of being a world cup? It will well, be there again. For that, I have no idea, but the crowds, the crowds look good. I mean, it's hard because the American Iowa, crowds are Iowa, never Iowa state football weekend. Never great. What do you want? It was Iowa, Iowa state football weekend. So it's kind of, you know, a busy weekend in Iowa uh. city. I think they were in Ames this time around. And I'm just wondering like, was it as busy as it was in years past? Yeah, you think they're pulling football people and that the football people weren't showing up because they had football to go to? Because I don't think that's happening. Yeah, I don't think that's probably happening. You think uh, you think some locals are heading on down there because it's a World Cup? I think some locals are heading... Yeah, I could see you that think, happening. I could see some locals picking up the newspaper going, what's going on in Iowa City this weekend? Oh, well... Yeah. That this race I've kind of been hearing about for the last fifteen years is going on, and they have the world's best. Maybe, there. but the o- I don't. I don't think a 
I don't think a local's looking at it like, oh, Matthew Vanderpool's not here. Never mind. Not <laughs> but going. it's just going to be the locals that aren't the locals. It'll be like all the all the East Coast writers of the Writers Workshop. They're like into into cyclocross, and they're just they're like, yeah, they say they're from Iowa City, but like they're they're really from Brooklyn, you know? Yeah. So Iowa happened, and now they what do they spend? They spend a week driving up and they just like, or do they just go down to Madison and just base out of Madison for a week? How does this work for these uh, Belgians? I think well, Tim, they drive like five miles every day. <laughs> yeah. And that's one option. I was going to say, Tim, if you wanted to spend time, uh, one of two places and your choices were Madison or Iowa city, what are you going to pick? I would go to Madison, but I guess well, my guess question is, is there, they got that slow is there like a Wednesday night race? Is there like a Wednesday night race that they can do up in Madison? You know, like now that for an aspiring promoter would be the move. Like someone in, I don't know, maybe say Minneapolis, about halfway between the two or even Chicago. <laughs> it's, it's not even, uh, <laughs> well, who could put on a Wednesday night yeah. UCI race. <laughs> we have oh, a Wednesday night race. Absolutely crush in it. Minneapolis. You would but... get everyone. There should, yeah. there should just be a, uh, there should not just a, be a, not a podunk training race, little guy, a UCI race. Well, there should be some brewery in Wisconsin that just wants to do a like new Glarus. Just come now, to our race on a Wednesday night, drink all our beer and yeah. uh, have fun. If, if anyone wants this million dollar idea, just, uh, you know, contact our legal team at, at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, we will uh, negotiate the rights for this uh, Wednesday night UCI race. Uh, yeah, actually, just World Cups. or you could just come speak to us in person at our uh, wide angle podium compound yeah. at the uh, Trek World Cup. Do that. Yeah. Bring us we'll money. Be there People to negotiate as well. <clears throat> now, guys, I have never been to the Trek World Cup course. I have heard a little thing about a secret bar in the woods. Mm. Mm. I see that there is some limited edition Trek World Cup beer that has been brewed in cans. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I can't what tell you where, this, uh, where the bar is. Like, like what? <laughs> what's the course like? Is it fast, hard? Like, what's the what's the what's the viewing needs? It's those are two good adjectives. Yeah. It's fast. It's hard. There's one brutal hill. Uh, I don't know. I've been a few years, so I'm assuming that there's some new. There'll be some things different because I haven't been there since 2015. So I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to race it. I'm hoping it rains a little bit because it has always been bone dry when I've been there, and I'm hoping for a little, little softer. Since, as you may have yep. heard in previous podcasts, I don't have the back I used to. Um, <laughs> Will there be any green tires out there? No, nah, it's not. It's not going to be that muddy. Come on, it's September. What's it's that? September okay. in the Midwest. It's usually lovely. Those are worlds only. Yeah. Uh, okay. So is it going to be, I guess, is there a, is there a run up? Like, is there a place where like, yes. like all the, the dumb heckling happens? There, like what's the, there's a steep what's the thing, here? at least when I've been there and from what I saw last time, there's, yeah, there's one like little steep thing that you can maybe kind of ride, but you probably got to run sort of thing. Okay. So yes. It's been, I don't, I don't get to interact with cyclocross all that much anymore since uh, Florida is kind of dead. Since Florida. For cyclocross, yeah. So yeah. yeah, this is like, I'll be ready for a party. This is extra big for you, Timmy. You don't even get cycle cross. I know. I'm stoked. And I'm excited to see the turnout of the people there that are coming up to see us. And then also the equal prize money. I'm not interested in seeing the Wisconsin Badger jersey being given to the champion on the top step of the podium. That's a little, yeah. That's a, a little, little insulting. Yeah, yeah, a little tacky. A little tacky. I'm going to show up. Whoever gets a uh, second and third is going to get a uh, University of Minnesota jersey. And then... Uh, <laughs> Uh, what are they gonna? They're gonna like it's gonna be like a gopher sandwich mm-hmm. on that uh, on that badger. It's gonna be great. It, it would be good if we they should, gave the uh... last place rider a gopher jersey. <laughs> no, that <laughs> like that would be pure ball or like or if they, there's maybe they, okay. They call like the Hang guy on. from New Zealand over the podium. He's like, "What did I do? What did I do? What, why am I in trouble?" And he's like, "You got last DFL last place. You got the gopher." Like here you go. Now, we've, got a, is this? we've got. I we've may have a, a gopher days. jersey that we could pull this off. I was going to say, we've got a few days before this race <laughs> happens. We can procure a gopher's jersey and get it uh, custom name Slow Ride on the back and <laughs> right. number 16 and give it to the 16th place uh, yeah. finishers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think idea. it's a great idea. Now, We're workshopping it, here. <laughs> this, this is really good. This almost makes up for our corner card idea. Um, uh, that could also be done, but I, I'm really into this gopher jersey. Yeah, 16th um, place, babe. Let's do it. Now, little guy, you've also been hard at the workshop 
are you done with your secret top secret? Uh, um, I have a little more painting to do. Uh, all the woodworking's done. <laughs> Most of the painting's you- done. I my lungs feel terrible from breathing in paint fumes and wood chips working on this thing f- for everybody. <laughs> How many hours have you put into this little guy? Because oh, I gotta say, like in- when people see this, they they better appreciate it, and uh, it's gonna be amazing. I've put in like five or six, maybe a little more so far. I have the feeling besides the Slow Ride Podcast 16th place jersey, yeah. gopher jersey, <laughs> that um, your 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 work that you're putting in is going to be the highlight of oh, the uh, I, trip. I, 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 hope, yeah. I hope it's <laughs> I hope it's fun and people like it. When you you're, first, you're selling it pretty good here. I hope it's not going to disappoint. Yeah, well, little guy, I got to say this. When you first tried selling it to us, I was very like... <laughs> Oh, I don't know if I like, I painted on a good smile. I was very excited. I was like, oh, low guy, this is going to be good. Like, and then I didn't even have to say anything to Spencer. Cause I know Spencer was sitting there going like, like our telep, uh, we, were, we were speaking telepathy, to each other yeah. through ESP and yeah. it was just like yeah. sending waves. Like this is not going to work out well. And then you sent me the picture and it is flawless. <laughs> it is so Thanks good. Thanks for the vote of confidence. You, you too. I appreciate that. <laughs> Hey, and I'm taking. I'm taking. You're mad at me. No one. No one chose you to win the race of the velodrome all those no. years ago. So I mean, we're just keeping up the. Uh, we're just keeping up. Yeah, this is oh, true. What's that? True. Is that the news desk? Oh, do 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 do. Yeah, I guess. Oh, breaking news! Today is the one year anniversary of me slaying you guys at Schwamigan. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if you guys remember that. But so <laughs> check this out. I. I got on the ground reporting of what happened there. I don't even know who won the men's race, but Jenna Reinhardt won the um, women's race. But check this how out. How she won it? They changed it up. After 38 years, you know how Lifetime is now owning and, and running the event? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm getting the uh, the men's runner. They they put more single tracks, so a lot less of the Berkey trails. So they went off trail what? into okay. single track, kind of near where we were riding. <clears throat> and then also... Check this out. They started the men's race and the women's pro race at 1 p.m. So they started everybody else at 10 a.m. in the start corrals. Okay. So at the finish, the pro racers come in. It was like self-selected. So you could like be your own leader or like you could be in the pro race if you wanted. Mm -hmm. It was like a stadium atmosphere type finish because when you came in, all the people had already Mm -hmm. finished their race. Mm. Because by the time the pros come in at two hours in, you know, that's like a Anybody that would have finished within, I think, five and a half hours would have been inside the Telemark Resort. Yeah, so, kind of a pretty cool. Right. Um, no, it solves it was, the problem of the pros coming in to post up their win and nobody with, having been there yet. And no one having to be there. Yeah. And it was Alex Vermulen of Michigan who took the win. So I'm sure that the Bike Shop CX guys and uh, Evil Niper, Evil Niper, are going to be uh, stoked about that. So yeah, he probably got all the Iceman experience uh, that got him to be able to step up to the big show. Definitely. Exactly. But pretty cool. I just wanted to make sure I got that in there, uh, that it's been a year since we were out there at Shawam again, mm-hmm. and maybe mm-hmm. we'll be out there again in the future. Or maybe there's some other races up our sleeves. I'm feeling maybe a dirty Kanza challenge between the three of us. I love it. Oh, that it. sounds horrible. I love it. With oh, 100 God. mile. 200. I'm Ugh. not doing the 200, 200 mile. I'm doing the 100 mile. All right, I already won. I've, I feel like, okay, I, two things. <laughs> First point, A, this is never going to happen. Never gonna happen. I'm not doing okay. it. Tim, number you two, yeah, you, you wouldn't. Uh, number two, if we do it, it absolutely has to be the 200 mile. Yeah, you got to do the real deal. No you way. Do the real deal. We would never I've, finish. We might, the longest I, I ride I've waiting ever for you guys done forever. in in Strava recorded history. My longest yeah. ride is 117 miles. Yeah. That I did with the little guy. So <laughs> I would be a dead body. I'm pretty sure, Spencer, if we did the 100 mile, we would collectively get lost and probably do 120 miles out there that's, in the, yeah, that's the Flint Hills. Here's possible. why I, want, I would want I, to do the 200, because if you meet any other bike people out in the world and they're like talking bike races and like, you ever do Dirty Concept? And you're like, yeah, yeah, I did it. And they're like, oh, cool. How was your time? And you tell them, they'll be like, wait. And they'll be like, well, I did the 100. You have to kind of no, mumble it would, under no, your breath because like- the 200 <laughs> is the race. The 100... In every other context, is a huge race, but in this one, yes. there's one massive race. You know, Ashton Lambie won the hundred mile. I'm not I'm before not he went on it. to break the world record again because yeah, his coach probably said, "Don't do the, the 200," but he'll be back. He'll do the 200. <laughs> his coach was like, "Dude, you got to save us something for the track." I'm not. You know what, what though, I'm Tim? For nothing. Tim, 
Alex Howes went on to win U.S. National Championships after doing the 200. So didn't Lachlan Morton just go win is, something too? Yeah, your your Wait. whole argument is pretty null here. Alex Howes did not win the 200. No, he finished like after riding the 200 or something. He was oh in, riding. Yeah. yeah, he was in the top. Colin Strickland, yeah, former Red Hook crit winner, yes. won it. Yes, yeah, so yes, this is riveting news from April that we're now getting to. <laughs> no, let's well, do I it. Good, I'm breaking down the top five <laughs> from a race from four months ago. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Peter Stetno was in there. Uh, yep, said Lagos. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, arrow bars, uh, arrow bars, drama, 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 drama. Okay, we did it. Jeff Kabush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Kabush. All right. Well, guys, we absolutely slayed yet again another episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. I can't wait to see you guys in person next week up in Madison. Like to see all of our friends and listeners stop by the Wide Angle Podium Compound at the Trek World Cup on the grounds of Trek yeah. in Waterloo, Wisconsin. Programming we note for that: uh, good chance we won't have a podcast out on the normal schedule next week, if at all, uh, just due to chaos i think there's gonna be a lot of parts bin episodes that get recorded little five <laughs> five oh, minute yeah. snippets we'll, get, throughout we'll be the recording week. plenty out, i just don't know if it's gonna come yeah, out yeah. <laughs> so absolutely stoked i alluded to it earlier guys i did have a um very scary moment when i couldn't find the confirmation number for the hotel that well, we stayed at real. and there's this like real six holiday oh yeah there's like six <laughs> holiday inns in madison i was calling each one i got to like there's like four Holiday Inn Expresses and two regular ones. I got to the sixth hotel when they're like, oh yeah, we got you right here. And I'm like, oh my God. You, there's like no rooms available at all yeah. in Madison because there's a football game that weekend when the Wolverines are going to beat the Badgers. And I was just like, oh man, like I was so nervous and you guys would have been so disappointed in me. But little guy had the van again and I was like, oh, I could sleep in that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could just drive straight to a campground and not meet up with you um cool well i'm glad we have a hotel so keep trekking our twitter feed we'll let you know where we're going to be because i'm sure there'll be a couple of nights of just hanging out and we can't wait to see everybody starting on friday at the lakeside cross race and with that we'd like to thank all of our listeners and all of our supporters of the wide angle podium network head over to wideanglepodium.com to find out how you can support this show and all of the other great content and we'd like to thank grimford brothers coffee Hydro Shot and Miracle Wap. And Spencer's going to give you the details on how to save money on the Hydro Shot. Yeah, for Hydro Shot, you're heading to yourcleanbike.com and using promo code CLEANBIKE for Grumper Brothers, wideanglepodium.com slash coffee. And heading over to bucklerskincare.com, uh, I guess, for uh, the Miracle Wap. Miracle Wap. Uh, try the tingle. It's going to feel like a miracle. Ah. Sounds so good. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is still Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. 